All right. Hey, hey, hey. It's a journey, right? Monday morning, February 17th. I think I had a podcast yesterday, right? Yeah. Well, it is uh, quarter to eight in the morning on Monday. 46 degrees. Wow. 46. I think yesterday we were at 50. This is Buddy's owner. Arizona Schnoodle Walks. And Bud's ready to go. And it's another Arizona clear sky morning. Whew. Chilly. And I hit a milestone. Maybe I should just call this podcast Milestone Podcast. And was it imposter syndrome, self-sabotage? I don't know what it is. But I'm working on this book. And I got some... Uh, I reframed it, rewrote it, instead of being a rant, to be more of a transformational book. And the transformation that uh, I need, and I think it would be helpful to others too, is the concept of walking in the Spirit. So I use an expression a few times in the book that I heard from someone else uh, that uh, will be modified and not used. (laughs) Unfortunately, I find it quite useful. It's the, are we smoking what we're selling? So apparently that's not a good expression. So maybe it's, was it cringeworthy as they say? Oh, it's cringeworthy. Well, it just comes down to like how consistent are we? You know, are we gonna, you know, if we say a lot of these things and believe, then then uh, we take it all the way. So I'm not sure what the phrase is gonna be, but uh, like an incomplete uh, belief system or something. I don't know what it is. But anyways, um, how do I feel? Uh, probably put 20, 30 hours in last week, just kind of go through the edit, um, respond to the comments. But I, I just have this feeling like, is this good? Is this any good? Is this, is this going to connect with anybody? And I kind of have a big ask, which is 150, 150 days. Most people, like, their ask is like, oh, you know, you can develop a new habit in 21 days and you know, that'll probably trigger your brain like, yeah, I think I could do something for 21 days. But if you hear 150 days, you're like, whoa, what, what? 150 days. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. And maybe, maybe some people get it. Maybe I'll connect with some people. And uh, so it's, it's, I can talk, obviously I talk a lot and apparently I repeat myself a lot, repeat, 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 but here I am and the, just some technical writing things. If you ever, ever, if you're just learning or starting your writing a first book, as I am in the process of doing, I, I, the first 
the journey has been first thing is like, okay, first draft. What is it? You know, first draft. So my first draft was 70,000 words. I mean, I got a tempo going. I, I got some tools, tools like Pomodoro's, which is, you know, set a timer for 25 minutes and just start to writing. Right. And I'm a typer. I'm a, I use a computer. And I should say, even before that, there was like a brainstorm of ideas. So a writing coach helped me process this. And I probably made excuses and all kinds of things. And I probably, you know, I'm still struggling with confidence in what, I, what I'm here to say or what I'm trying to say. But anyway, somehow I forced out a outline. And it was kind of cool. So the first draft probably goes back a year and a half, almost two years. I got on a roll, you know, I had momentum and I did 70,000 words and then it was edited and it was like, <laughs> this sucks. And, and I was just criticizing people and religious leaders and uh, just finding them not helpful what they teach. And I still have that trouble, but I'm learning like, okay, can't write that stuff. And uh, so then I, I thought, okay, I read this book about the miracle morning, which is kind of like, again, it's a transformation offering people like, hey, get up in the morning and have a glass of water and do some exercises. Take 30 minutes, get started, get jump started. Yeah, yeah. Get in, you know, it's that elevate, get, get pumped. And that works that, uh, you know, a lot of people resonated with that. And I thought, well, what am I really saying here? Well, number one, it's walking in the Holy Spirit, which is, what is that? A lot of people talk about, you know, how's your, how's your walk with the Lord, right? It's not a little bit non-specific, right? What's this Lord thing, right? And the Lord thing said he would send his Holy Spirit. And so really, uh, and Paul says we should walk in the Spirit. So we have some good instructions to do this. But we, what is it? You know? And I'm not one to just say, well, here it says so in the Bible, so do it. I'm more like, is this really like I, I'm very against pulling things out and, and making an agenda out of just a few words. So I said, let's get the whole picture. Let's really see what the whole thing is all about. So, and then I'm like, well, this Paul guy seems to be pretty important. So what do we know about him? Where'd he come from? And uh, uh, what can we learn from him? And what does he say? What's he do? And we, we can learn a lot about the guy. And... Probably, out of this 150 chapter things and ideas, the, uh, was it 100, 130 of them are pretty much all about Paul himself, right? You get the book of Acts and you got his writings. And then the other guys, Peter's got a couple of books and John. And this is, of course, I'm taking out the Gospels and the book of Revelation, but so that's it. So it's pretty much everything's about this guy. And, uh, and even Peter like kind of confirms that Paul's kind of setting the standard here for 
for what's going on. So I think it's very worthwhile to look at the big picture from through that lens, through what's going on. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And it does take an effort. So I have the going to the gym concept. And that's where the 150 days comes from. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, it's uh, that's that. So what else? I didn't I didn't talk about. I had a I don't know I don't think I talked about a job interview I had on Friday. It was uh, a fascinating job interview, uh, and it all came about kind of weird. Like I applied these computers these days. You just send your resume in, maybe a cover letter, and, uh, you know, you, you put out, and I don't really like the sales funnel. I'm more, I like to just do direct, you know, let's, let's make a connection. Let's find it. Let's do direct. Right. But there is a bit of funnel, funneling or pipelining, meaning put it, put out like 10, 10 things, and maybe two or three will come back to you as a possibility. And then Hopefully out of those two or three, you actually get something. Then I only need kind of quarter. I technically only need like one job, right? So I'd worked for this company for, I didn't realize it. I thought it was 20 years, but it turns out it was 19.97 years when I was uh, ceremoniously let go six years ago, which coincidentally is when all my... This, this kind of crap started, or whatever, my whole thing. And uh, so about six years ago, things were different. And uh, so I applied to the same company. And uh, six years, I mean, six years ago, I did not want my uh, career to end at that point there and uh but it did so anyway i applied for a job which has an interesting title the uh customer experience so i i like customers don't we you know don't we all like customers if you want to serve your customers and do well for them it's like a growth mindset. It's a, a toward something, toward satisfying something. So I'm a very, I'm a very toward things, not away from. But I don't know. I can't tell from this job description. I don't know what this department is. I, you'd think I'd know the company. And I really, from the reading it, I really don't know what it's about. And I'm thinking like, well, this is not what I set out to do 20 some years ago. But I'll apply and see what happens. So the, the, uh, this world today in the job market and connecting jobs with people, is, is so many people say it's bro- quote-unquote broken. And, and then others say, well, it's all about the quote-unquote hidden job market, right? So the hidden job market. So... Um, yeah, I'm outside right now. 
I got nothing. Because uh, maybe someday I'll look back and laugh at it. I mean, I kind of laugh at it now, but I, but I am literally living no paycheck to no paycheck, which is a little more difficult than living paycheck to paycheck. So if you if you feel frustrated and like your finances aren't quite right and uh, you don't feel like you got a handle on your finances or something and you may even feel like you are living paycheck to paycheck. Well, now you know there's some people trying to live no paycheck to no paycheck. <laughs> so there you go. I don't even have unemployment anymore. I had my six months of unemployment ran out, which I'm kind of happy about in a way because it was minuscule amount. It's like embarrassingly small. $240 a week. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's better than nothing, right? But the hoops they make you jump through to get this 240 is amazing. So I guess there's fraud and abuse out there. So you got to deal with that. Um, so I went in, did an interview. I have no idea what, I was just authentic being myself. Answer the questions. I'm not trying to figure out what uh, the right answer is. But it could be, it could work out for me, you know. On the 19.97, I have this fantasy that the the retirement plan I had that I have at the moment with them is based on the 19.97 years of service. And I don't know if God's God's playing a joke on me, them, all of us. Are we in on the joke, as Rob would say? Are we in on the joke? So if I can get two more weeks of credit, I'm, I'm dreaming here. I don't know the answer to this. This is pure speculation. But I was thinking, hey, maybe if I can just get this job, and work two weeks or a month, right? Put in my two weeks notice. I'll have 20 years of service and that will magically change my retirement stipend, you know? So that, and ironically that could, you know, maybe it's a hundred, $200 a month. And if uh, my dad lived to 88, my mom's still alive at 94, that, that could turn into 30 years of $3,000 a year, I, I could be a 70 or $80, $80,000 month of benefit. Of course, you know, everyone's, we're, we're all worried about the hyperinflation, which then gets into the debt the country has at $20 trillion, which is crazy. So who knows? And that also brings me back, should I really, should I really be thinking about being 90? You know, I don't know. And, and again, am I smoking? What am I selling? Do I believe God is with me in the moment? And I don't need to, not that I don't need to, but it's like, should I get myself in a panic about planning that far in advance? I feel insecure and, and uncertain, of course. I mean, 
wouldn't we all rather have like $5 million in the bank or something, you know? But even then, there's no guarantee. But is that a, I don't, I, I'm sensitive to, well, you could be making excuses for, um, and framing your past decisions to make you feel better, which, hey, you know, that's how the mind works. Uh, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to that. So here I am walking, but what am I going to do today? I haven't, I haven't gone to the gym in a week because I was, I figure every time I go to the gym is like two hours, which is a good investment on a normal week to go to invest six hours a week in the gym. But last week I was, had quite a bit going on. Uh, besides a little emotional breakdown type of thing, which I'm probably still recovering from, and trying to do this, and not trying, but and completing my review of this book uh, project. And uh, so here's Monday. I feel I feel good that I got it off my plate. But I hope it's not a little bit of a tennis situation where, you know, the ball hits over on my side of the court and I smack it across to the other side of the court. I, I, I wanted to really do a, a good job on, you know, an adequate job because I appreciate the, the help I'm getting. So, but, and, and maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of book writing because I don't know. It's just, it's basically... I have a message to uh, to send, and I suppose there's no need to be concerned about whether it's it's popular or not. It is what it is, so we'll see what it is. <laughs> we don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, if you're listening, I mean, you're probably cheering me on. Thank you for cheering me on. Um, there's things that I wish were different in my life. And they're, they're sad. And what is that? I don't even know what that means. They're sad. Right? It's maybe just because I don't know how to articulate. Um Maybe articulate some pain or something. But, uh, yeah, I got some of that. And uh, so, I mean, I did, I sent something. I'm thinking of something specific. I sent a, a uh, email with, I, I made a little sketch of a problem I'm dealing with, too. And I sent it to a therapist that I met with one time. And the whole kind, it's like 150 bucks for an hour of a therapist. And, and I, and I'm kind of, uh, these things are worth doing, you know, right. But I, I'm just not convinced that she's awesome. Like is going to help me. Right. So there's this, always this dilemma in my head of like, well, can they just get to the point? You know, like I just went once and I feel like, okay, I said my piece, I got understood. And and I'm not in a position to like set up recurring visits and working through issues. 
So I just have to deal with it. Or what, I don't know what does it mean to deal with it. So I just like let it sit there. And I'm like, again, with all my readings, um, I'm like, should this not be like a ministry? And what, what does that mean to be a ministry, right? It's like, should not the church find a way to support people emotionally with their things, you know? And I guess I'm just disappointed. It's like the outsourcing of counseling to private enterprise because, quote unquote, the church can't do it. The church, from what I understand, is is really wants to just, the, the, when they say, you know, get behind the plow, they're more than likely putting out fires because of things that have not been addressed 10, 20 years ago. So instead of like putting out fires and getting behind the plow and dealing with difficult situations, maybe a rethink on that to start out with healthier relationships early on. But hey, that's, that is a possibility. And, uh, and yet now we got the damage control people um, or improvement people uh, that you'd think would be part of a healthy functioning of a church is now a uh, pay-to-play, so to speak, service. Which, okay. I mean, I can make that argument against myself, too. Um, in many ways, what I'm suggesting should be done by the leadership of churches, coaching people and so forth. And maybe they think they're doing it. Maybe I'm just naming it something else. But I, I'm I'm thinking like, hey, it's a bro. Everything's broken in this world. So I'm going to put it out there and see uh, and just take the criticism, I guess, <laughs> because in in many ways, it's just, you know, it's been there the whole time. It's just, are we doing it? And so we need that person to motivate us or do something, the coaches to start taking action. And how much of life is like that? And why isn't it just come from our friends and our close friends? And maybe we just suck at having close friends. Maybe I just suck at that. And maybe a lot of us suck at it. So maybe it's not just me. So can we rally a team around us of people? That's, uh, that's the other thought I came up with as I was finishing up these revisions is that it's not just about me and my personal walk in the spirit. I need to be with other people who are using maybe using the same language or similar language that kind of get me. But I'm pretty stubborn about my language. So... Uh, if if your language doesn't really fit with mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get you to use my language and uh, follow follow in with that. Which you know is probably why some people like don't want to be squeezed into what I think is the proper language for it. Because a lot of things work for people. That's why I should. I mean, I forget that a lot of a lot of things are working for people. 
and they may not be. Um, I think it's from Scott Adams, uh, Scott Adams on Loser Think. You know, you can have the wrong worldview, but still get good results, right? So um, I'm not getting the results I'd like, right? And I'm focusing on the worldview. Like, what's my worldview? Because I keep thinking, like, if I get the world worldview correct, then the results will come. But for a lot of people, it's, well, screw the worldview. Let's just get results. So I guess I would have to relook at that in the book to see what he proposes. Because it's not easy to get good results, right? I mean, his example was you could believe that alcohol, for example, is the devil's urine, right? So the devil's urine. If you think alcohol is the devil's urine, that's pretty much an incorrect worldview. But it um, may get you good results. Like, okay, I'm not going to drink alcohol because um, this this is going to cause problems. And why does it cause problems? Because it is the devil's urine. <laughs> so the devil is poisoning you with alcohol. So that's pretty much we'd all agree, I hope, that that's not a correct worldview but it might get good results so that's that's just one example so i don't know i'd love to we all probably want to get good results and probably a lot of us just skip the worldview you know it's like if someone can tell us do this do that do that who cares about the worldview you what you wanted the results right i don't know i'm just, i guess i'm still grappling with that and uh, don't have an answer. But I bring it up because I'm walking Bud. Hey, Mike. hey, hey, Mike. What do you got? A little cutout there for you? Huh? What do you you got? A little cutout over here? Uh, no, it's vandalism. Is it vandalism? Oh, uh, hey. Yeah. So you got? Hey, so so it's vandalism. <laughs> hey guys. So we got a, that's interesting. So what, where, what was it the vandalism on this side or this side over here? Oh, they're throwing the rocks. Through. thinks that one of the uh, pieces of equipment did it. Yeah. I reported it yesterday when it was this big. Looks like a bullet hole up here or something. Well, no, it would have gone all the way through. No, I see them here. They are bullet holes, dude. Holy shit. Are they? Uh, well, this there. I mean, this if this was a bullet hole, it would have gone through both. It would have gone through both sides, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see you down in the gym. Is that a good sign? Are you well, blood? no, I I just took like a I had too busy last <laughs> week, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go today. I'm gonna start back in this week. So I skipped last week because I was just busy. I was sick, dude. Were you? I myself a cold. Had to be a cold, you know? Yeah. I mean, I got a flu shot. It's the worst cold I've ever had. All right. Okay, enjoy that side of the wall there. Yeah, so we uh, walk, buddy, and 
Ah, that's the German Shepherd. Mike. Mike and his German Shepherd. And we got a little vandalism out here. So it goes. The less than stellar character that we all have. <laughs> Why am I chuckling? I don't know. I guess. You know, I guess I'm super hard on myself in so many ways. And that's, I guess it's not good because then I'm probably hard on other people. Um, but the, the therapist thing, it was kind of interesting because I was in a little bit of a hyped up state and just sent a frustrating email to the therapist to see what kind of, see if I would get like an empathetic response. And the response was kind of like, oh, you probably want to go see this other ther therapist. <laughs> so, so whatever I was writing to her was just kind of like, uh, no, I don't want to, this, this is uh, something I don't want to touch. So here, talk to this guy, it'd be better for you. So I won't, I'm not going to do that because I just, I, uh, I found out later that uh, uh, someone else was seeing the same therapist and they basically, to me, I, they're not getting the results, right? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know the details, right? People have their intimate stories of despair. But I have an opinion now about something, and um, I uh, kind of think it's correct, but it's not probably popular, like a lot of my, like a lot of my, like a lot of my ideas. And uh, so I got to keep it to myself in a way. But it, it, it's. Yeah, I look back on that communication I sent and I'm like, oh, well, that was dumb. I could see how that would be received poorly. And at least she was kind in her response, which was basically, uh, oh, for that kind of thing, you probably want to see this person. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has, I guess everybody has their specialty and this is not hers. And she's choosing to do the, this is not mine to do, right? So that's that's a wonderful place to be in life, is to have, quote-unquote, like your, your financial life in order, which I feel like I don't. But on the other hand, I'm not that far away, and it's not that bad, and blah, blah, blah. I make, I'm a dramatic dude, so I'm like seeing things as uh, terrible. But on a positive note, maybe I should end the podcast with a positive note. So uh, our kids are out of the house. We've got a big house. And it's really kind of in a nice area. It's Arizona. I've been telling you, Arizona. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty nice. Right, and the sun, I'm just feeling the sun right now. It's 50 degrees, but ah, sun, and it's going to get warmer today. It might even hit 70. 
So mid-February till probably May 31st, June. It's pretty, pretty nice weather here. So we do get a lot of visitors down from the north, snowbirds. So I've been thinking about it for the last year or two of doing these weekly rentals like VRBO and things. So we finally got our house out. I mean, my wife's been doing a good job with that. Have to give her um, a lot of credit for that. She's been working hard at cleaning things up and getting things ready. So she's probably put about in the last three or four weeks. And back in December, we said, okay, let's give this a shot. And I, the whole time, I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not putting any pressure on you to like, like we have to get it on the market, so to speak, by February 1st or anything. But you know, just take your time. You got like five, six weeks. Just start doing little by little, you know, do your thing. And, you know, and finally it was like February 12th. So a couple weeks later, then maybe we sort of unofficially put in the mark as a plan, a milestone. So we got there. So we put it up February 12th, 13th. And within 24 hours, we get this amazing offer. Because we have this new freeway that came in, and there's a whole lot of construction going on around the corner of the mountain. So a company wanted to send their workers over here on an extended stay, and they don't want to put them in hotels because, uh, one, it kind of it's not as comfortable for them, and also it's it might be more expensive to do hotels than than just to do a VRBO. And so, I mean, we put it out, the price we put out there was the same as the guy down the street who is from Minnesota and his, his home's not available for until March, end of March. So they're kind of like not available, right? So we, it doesn't matter, we have the same price, about the same size house, pretty much the same experience no matter what house it is. And so within 24 hours, we're like, whoa, this is cool. I'm like, is this, and I'm thinking, is this someone spamming us? Is this a scam? And it turned out to be legit. And it's kind of exciting, you know? And I'm like, we could do this. And, and we, my wife's mother uh, lives here and my mom has, apartment so we will we would find some way to make it work if we're going to collect all this cash right so it's basically we would probably if it comes off on a monthly basis we'd probably get like um almost 4x our mortgage payment right four times our mortgage payment in revenue to let these people stay at our house till May 31st. And I'm like, woohoo, that's awesome. Let's do it, right? But they build greenhouses, so they don't, and, the, and it was perfect. The guy came over on Friday. They're from San Diego area, and they, uh, they've done this kind of thing before for construction projects to send their team out 
It's just they don't have the contract signed yet. So they're, they're you know, doing whatever project they're doing is going to pay for this um, housing situation. So we're, we're kind of excited about it. But now, you know, we find out Saturday that, well, they're not really ready yet. And now they're not sure, like, they wanted to do it. Some of this involves outdoor work, so they wanted to start the project February 24th, which is a week from today, and get done by May 31st. So they have a project, right? So there's a beginning and end, and takes so much time, and so forth. I mean, June, middle of June in Arizona is not too bad. And if their project is wrapping up, they might have the air conditioning all set up anyways if they, if they do that. But the positive thing is, hey, it might work. And then we got a one, then we got a couple other inquiries over the weekend. And so it's only been quote unquote on the market for three days. And we got some interesting possibilities. The other one was golfers. Like golfers are always a a uh, possibility. And then we got spring training baseball starting in two weeks. So spring training baseball is like a month-long march uh, where about, I don't know, 16 teams come down here and they play baseball. So if you're a Minnesota Twins fan, you want to come down here and watch your team for a couple of games, bring your family, bring a couple of families, do whatever you do, you know, you might run out of house. So even one week would almost pay for a whole month's mortgage. So that would that would get our financial our uh, financial things in order. <laughs> and and I I'm under huge financial stress. I mean I'm kind of puzzled because I see other opportunities to do things, but it's like. I guess I'm so uncertain about what's going to work. And the other thing is it's better to have three or four things. I'm learning like it's better to have three or four things going as possibilities instead of putting all my expectations in one thing. So there you go. It sort of fits in with my Friday job interview. So I may hear this week. I need to go back to the gym. I haven't been to the gym, so I need to get do that. And uh, go from there. So that's the good news on that. Um, my mom moving in the next couple of weeks to a smaller place. And the drama associated with that. And I'm just trying to avoid the drama so I know the way to avoid the drama should go like this. <laughs> but I don't think my mom understands that if she initiates some communication with my sister, that if she's not careful, it's going to blow up into a huge drama. So I'm just trying to avoid that. So I had that conversation on the weekend. And, and I had to call my brother because my brother and I are on the same page, but 
Um, we have this sister that's a bit out on her own in her thinking. And it makes it difficult to communicate. So it's better that she knows as little as possible of what's going on. And not that we are taking advantage of her. It's just that when she sticks her nose into it, she thinks she knows everything better than everybody else. And she's very difficult to negotiate things with. And she just comes in and decides what the right thing to do is, which is probably a lot like me. So I'm humbled because I probably see that jerky behavior in myself. And uh, yeah, that's probably why we're one or three in a hundred or something. Three in a 100 people. So unique, unique people. You're unique heroes. There's so many, so many uh, opportunities to be a hero this week. (laughs) Oh man, is your life like smoother than mine? Is yours? Is this a Schadenfreude podcast? Like, listen in on this podcast because. Your life can't be as effed up as mine is. And mine's not really effed up. I'm just being a, a whiner. So it's all personal, right? It's not every, everything is personal. And uh, so there is some fun schadenfreude comfort that comes with that. And oh, shoot. Hopefully you were saying to yourself, oh, no. Uh oh, here we go. He mentioned a German word. Yeah, yeah. Schadenfreude. So, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think I may have mentioned I sent an email to Ingrid and uh, used this, quite a bit of German in it. Used Google Translate a lot. But Victor Frankl. Victor Frankl and the Drei Hauptstraßen. The three main streets of the meaning in life. And I searched the German book. I finally found the uh, where he discusses that the meaning to life changes. You know, there's a famous book about the one thing and maybe I need to relive, reread it. But actually the one thing uh, a healthy way to look at that is the one thing changes with time. I'm not sure that's in in that book. I think he probably has his own one thing, which is like real estate, Keller Williams. And that's like his one thing, real estate, right? But what if, since he wrote the book, maybe five years later, something weird happens and he becomes a rocket scientist and now... His one thing is like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk to like put a man on Mars or something, right? Or in Bezos's case, do the Blue Moon Project. That becomes his one thing. But then we know that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, they don't have one thing. 
Um, they might have one principle. And, uh, but as far as business goes, Bezos has Amazon, which is very different than, very different than going to the moon. And he might have a way of framing that as, well, no, it's really no different than going to the moon. You know, and then he's got this, uh, AWS, which is like Amazon web services, which I think is taking off in a big way. So, you know, on the one hand, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he might be able to spin it to, yeah, I got one thing. And then you got Elon Musk with SpaceX, Tesla, the boring project, which is drilling holes. Morning. Hey, bud. Come on. Uh, the boring project. He's got probably got something else. Giga factory. Oh, there's a story about him cutting down too many trees in Berlin. So Musk, Musk just kind of does what he wants. And he's got a lot of things going. He's got more than one thing, but maybe he has philosophically in his spirit and soul, maybe Elon Musk has a one thing, right? So for Jeff Bezos, his one thing might be his motto for Blue Origin, which is gratidatum ferociter, is step-by-step ferociously. So how's that for a Latin connection? So I have mine which is sola spiritu ambulatio, right? So you're listening to the early version of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> am, I, am I the incubator? Is this spiritu ambulatio? Is it, this is in the incubation phase. And, uh, you know, maybe I should frame it that way. No, you know, most people are, you know, you're probably not, you're not, you're not smoking it right now. I'm selling it, but you're probably not smoking it yet. But Spiritu Ambulatio, that's the one thing. That's, that's, that's everybody's one thing. When it comes down to it, that's the Bob Goff, even though Bob Goff is love does everybody always. It's Bob. Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's Bob Goff's one thing. Well, mine's spiritual ambulatio. Walk in the spirit. Which includes a little bit of gratitude datum parasitor. Step by step for us. And it, and it includes uh, love everyone always. Yeah, it's like I'm one upping. Let's let's one up, one up Bob, one up Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one up Rob Bell. But that's not my motivation. Huh? It's just walking in the spirit. One 
what's the next thing? So that that's somebody else's phrase. I know that. I heard that recently. Just do the next right thing. And we're getting closer to the end. And there's a 2000 Mercedes Benz I just walked recently purchased Mercedes Benz. 20 year old car. Still ticking along. And they will tell you that, oh yeah, the, the engine, the car, last 20 years. Yeah. So, folks, what do we got? I think I'll probably end the podcast right here just because I think I said enough. And uh, maybe I'll give it a scrata datum ferocitor title just for the fun of it. It's a 50-minute podcast, so enjoy your day of grace mercy and uh, needs more mercy and that'll all lead to some peace people so roger and out